RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. How's it going? This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And we need it. We need more of that. That's for sure. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about that. But you can let me know. Um, yeah, we meet here on uh, Friday evenings at this, wherever the hell we can meet, because uh, sometimes things, we get thrown a curveball, right? Like for today, um, there's no YouTube streaming because YouTube shut down my channel for uh, for this. Yeah. Hey, Errol, I see. Yeah, not on YouTube tonight. You guys are over on Twitch, so that's good. You can watch the show on Twitch. You can watch the show on rockfin.com. You can cre create a free account at Rockfin. This show is streaming live there now. There's also a chat room in there. And uh, we're on Twitter, too. Yeah, Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. Yeah, we're also on Facebook. YouTube they suspended the YouTube account for a week. I have a strike against the channel until January. Um, the The violation is cyberbullying. Yes, cyberbullying. And um, I watched... It was a video that is over a year old. It's on the SoundCloud page still. It's, um, it's not on YouTube anymore. They took it down. Uh, let me see what the exact video is called. If you, if you have a minute and you feel like checking it out, you can maybe... Because I, I watched the video again. I, I listened to it, I should say. And because I was because the thing with YouTube is they don't give you or any of these giant conglomerates, they, they don't give you a reason. Right. They say you violated this this thing. And I, of course, am shocked because they, they send you a link and it says it has a list of of things that it could be, you know, that you you said things like uh you're targeting minority groups. I mean, this is the exact opposite of what we do here on the show. So I thought, well, this is crazy. This must be some algorithm bullshit. We might have been talking about people who were doing that, and maybe, you know, we got dinged by the computer. And then um, so I submitted an appeal, and they, and they said upon manual review we've confirmed that you're cyberbullying and no no time stamp no nothing and i listened to the entire show and I, so i don't know what um what cyberbullying about asking or 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 demanding everyone have a seat at the table right we never attack we never attack any minority groups. I mean, it's an offense to me. This is what this is the exact opposite of what we do here. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. And specifically on this particular show, I'm talking about demanding that everyone have a seat at the table. So I don't know what they're talking about. So, and I have to tell you a story though, which makes me incredibly sus suspicious 
in general of of YouTube and and others like you know, like it. I just want to make sure since I don't have I really don't have my everything's a little bit out of place tonight. Let me make sure my mic is working. Okay, because my my producers aren't in the chat room. They're all over the place. Everybody's spread out on all different platforms tonight. Yeah, we don't attack anyone. Yeah, Nic oh, so that's true. Nicole Sandra Sandler got suspended from YouTube a few times. And so let me tell you a story. Er Errol on the chat over on Twitch is, is reminding us. Hey, Winston, I see Winston over on Rockfin. You see what I'm saying? Everyone is all over the place. The f our fam is on every different channel. It's going to be hard to keep track of you all. So I'll tell you a story, okay? So, well, first of all, I went back through my YouTube feed because this, the video, oh, all right, let me, first thing first, you know how it is with me. My brain is all over the place. I'm trying to get the name of the, uh, I think it's, uh, I should have, I should, I should have written it down before the show started. But let me see. Let, I can't go live, of course, on YouTube. So let's see. It's uh, one of the Tarabas. It's over a year old. And it's called... Come on. And it's something It's something called Nativist Dog Whistles. Tarabuster episode 237. Nativist Dog Whistles are all Republicans have. Okay, that's the title. And it's it was originally streamed October 17th of 20 of last year. No, no, not October. That's when they dinged me. It originally streamed when the hell did it originally stream? Last year. It was sometime last year. And so this is what I'm saying. So I went through my through I mean we have 500 or so videos up on on the YouTube channel. I went back and I I kind of made I made all the old ones private for now. I don't you know because I I can't trust this. Who the hell knows? I like I said I listened to the whole thing and and um we didn't we didn't do anything of the sort. So and then I reached out on on the YouTube whatever community pages asking for hey I would like to know what I said. If if anything, at least a timestamp, at least give me an example so I don't do it again. If we made a mistake, you know, I want to improve. Uh, you're not doing anything. You're not helping me by uh, charging me with this ubiquitous thing that is nonspecific and broad. And that, that really is fascism in a, in a nutshell right there. Because that's what fascism, fa what part of one of the characteristics of a fascist, let's, I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but a legal system in a fascist authoritarian state is that they, they have these uh, very broad um, legislation and, and then they selectively enforce it. So it's always hanging over everyone's head. And, um, but let me tell you a story. So 10 years ago, when this was before I had this show, of course, it's uh, and I was in, um, I was helping Mike Malloy field produce the Mike Malloy show in Washington D.C. for one of the radio rows down in um, um, that was um, put together by an organization called Families USA, and 
it was during the time that the Supreme Court was hearing the Obamacare cases. Okay, so the whole thing was the Families USA got everybody together, and then they would, um, you know, get a lot of guests, and then the the um, the you know uh, the broadcasters would cycle through the guests. And I was there helping Mike uh, wrangle the guests, right? And, and and other things, of course. So one of the guests we we interviewed, or Mike interviewed, was Dennis Kucinich, and he was a representative at the time. And, you know, this is a... I mean, we know that the Mike Malloy show can get a little salty, but it wasn't like that at the Families USA, uh, event and he's talking to Dennis Kucinich. They're talking about health care. That's it. Two guys sitting around. One's a an elected representative, another's a broadcaster, and uh, they're t- sitting around talking about the re- the disgusting, rapacious, greedy, greed centered American your money or your he- your life health care system, right? So blah, 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 life goes on. I, we're back home. I'm back in New York. Mike is back in Georgia doing our thing. I put the videos together. I posted, posted them on YouTube and whatever. They were up there a few days. And I suddenly get a message saying that the, the videos have been removed from YouTube for violating community standards. And I have these emails still to this day. And it said they were deemed inappropriate. And at the time, it wasn't as... Uh, as Now you can't ever talk to anyone at YouTube or any of these other social media giants. It's all... Um, you know, a black pit and you can't, there's no way to get in touch with anybody or get any answers. So, but at this time I was able to talk to the person who um, deemed these videos inappropriate. Actually, while I'm doing this, let me look this up. I'll go into my email. And I, so of course I appealed and then I got the email upon manual review. These videos are still inappropriate. All right, hold on. I'll tell you the rest of the story in a minute. This is Tara Devlin. Okay, so we're back. We're talking about this. Uh, well, right now we're talking about how uh, Tara Buster is off of YouTube, suspended from YouTube for a week. Hopefully I won't get another strike. So let me see, Dennis. Let me see if I, how I can find these because I saved these email. Kucinich. Did I spell his name right? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Uh, anyway, there were many videos. In fact, they're they're on this old YouTube channel I used to have. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, once I get back online, I'll I'll repost them. All these videos of Mike Malloy 
discussing Obamacare and uh, Dennis Kucinich with uh, and other guests, and inc- including Mike's incredibly stirring speech at the at the rally and his anti-war speech and comments. I'll put them up on uh, on the Tara Buster page when we get a chance. When once the show's back on. So anyway, so uh, what has so to make a long story short. They took these videos down, deemed them inappropriate, and I, so here it is, here it is. This is their response. This is from YouTube. The video you posted, the videos you posted were in violation of YouTube's terms of service as reported by users and verified by the YouTube team. When a video gets flagged as inappropriate, we review the video to determine whether it violates our terms of use. Flagged videos are not automatically taken down by the system. So what happened was these videos were attacked by right-wingers who um, reported them. And this is what they do. They do it all the time because they have nothing else. You know, they they are like uh, the gnats of the world. Where you're just like, ugh, they're just irritating and uh, useless. So YouTube also reserves the right to decide whether content or a user submission is inappropriate and complies with these terms for violations other than copyright infringement and violation of intellectual property law, blah, 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 blah. You can review our terms of use at this, you know, this friggin' place and our community guidelines regards Anastasia from the YouTube team. Now, they don't do this anymore. You can never get a person on, on the air or on, uh, on, uh, on, on the air or anywhere <laughs> in life on email. So I responded, what? So this, that was the response from this person after supposedly reviewing the video of Mike Malloy and, and Dennis Kucinich talking about healthcare. Not a salty word among them, but, you know, two two guys, one's an elected representative talking about something that you would think is in the community interest, okay? So I wrote back, I said, what? A sit-down interview with Congressman Dennis Kucinich is quote-unquote nudity, graphic violence, or hate? Because that was the, the, the flag that we were charged with under whatever, uh, the reason that they took the videos off the air. In many cases, YouTube has an age restriction. We weren't even given that. We were just silenced without explanation. I'm sure you are just as confused as to what is inappropriate about Congressman Dennis Kucinich discussing the Affordable Care Act. I've written back and asked for an appeal, but trying to get a response is like pulling teeth. So this is when I wrote to... um, so what happens with I, I wrote to Dennis Kucinich's, I emailed Dennis Kucinich's press secretary, who I met at the, at the rally, you know, at the radio row. And he uh, took care of it, all right? So I wrote him uh, saying, I don't know what's inappropriate, but it's clear to me that right, the right wing has once again attacked free speech and YouTube is enabling them. So I find it hard to believe that these videos were actually reviewed by a human being and deemed inappropriate. In fact, I never received an email telling me exactly what the problem was. I just opened my account and the videos were gone. 
no explanation. Some of these videos, the earlier ones, were up for over a year. They just took down all of the Mike Malloy videos. And suddenly, as a lot, they were all flagged inappropriate and removed. So... You know, as we know, progressive voices are being drowned out more and more, and every day I'm beside myself grasping for a remedy. Any help or advice would be gratefully welcome. This is what I wrote to him. And uh, so he uh, wrote me back saying, yes, I, I am working with the YouTube team right now to resolve the issue. And <clears throat> lo and friggin' behold... The video, I got another email a little while later saying that they have been reactivated, right? So I wrote this bitch Anastasia back and I said, oh, well, I guess you have to be friends with a congressman to get any kind of actual justice around here because what I don't understand, I still don't understand what was inappropriate, you know, about these videos? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I can't spell. Dennis Kucinich. No one ever told me. And then she responded, um, YouTube believes in free speech. And, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. That basically, that was her response. Bitch. Anastasia. Wherever the hell you are now, Anastasia. Right? Hello there. Oh, wow, we got Mark C. Everybody's in the Rockfin chat at rockfin.com. Not everybody, but we have some other people uh, on other platforms. But, yeah, yeah. Can you believe this shit? Can you believe this shit? So, yeah, how can we not believe it? All right, let's get back. I'm just complaining. It's not, is this a complaint? No, I mean, it's more like, uh, this is what we're up against. I don't, I like I said, if anyone w wants to watch that other video or listen to an, the old, um, a year old Tara Buster, Tara Buster episode 237, Native nativist dog whistles are all Republicans have, and let me know what is what is so uh, what's cyberbullying? Any any cyberbullying going on in there? I mean, I know we're talking about giving people a seat at the table. I know that to Republicans, that's that is like cyberbullying. They feel so put upon, and that's what makes me s suspicious. Who's doing these reviews? You know, because Republicans really, they have no integrity and they, they can't control themselves. You see, they couldn't control themselves when they, they were in the Capitol. They couldn't control their bowels when they were in the Capitol, right? You know, let me, I keep, I keep going back to the, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them talking about the poo-poo in the Capitol. And I have to think, I, I, I. If, I mean, if, could you imagine that? Let's just talk you and uh, you and I, um, if, um, you know, I, I'm a registered Democrat, right? But if, if my party w had, um, 
you know, storm. If the, the members of my party had stormed the Capitol, beat police, and uh, took a dump in the in the Capitol halls, I'd have to reassess my membership. Right? When you're when you, I mean, how many bad decisions do you have to make in your life, in in order to still convince yourself that you're a patriot? When you've uh, dropped, what do they say? Dropped trow and taken a dump and, and, and uh, defecated, let's say, in the Capitol. Uh, you think you're a patriot? Is that what the founding fathers did? The Declaration of Independence. Uh, here's, uh, here's some turds wrapped in, the decla- in our declaration. When you, you think you're a patriot still. And you're in league with Nazis, the KKK. You're in league with people walking around with with pathetic-looking tiki torches saying Jews will not replace us and uh, taking a dump in the Capitol. This is what we're up against. But let's do... Okay, here, here. Let me get... You know what annoyed me? Right. Winston on the chat says, I agree, Tara. If Democrats did that, I'd have to re-examine if it was the party for me. Exactly. And that's the thing. For as much as we give the Democrats shit, we give them shit for uh, legitimate reasons. You know, for not fighting, for not, uh, for being mealy-mouthed, for not unapologetically fighting on the right side because i mean proudly and unapologetically claiming the mantle of patriotism because we're the patriots we're the ones capable of functioning in this free democratic society i mean the these traitors these right wingers are so incapable of functioning in a democratic society that they they can't even control their bowels in the Capitol. That, what does that say? Right? Could, that is, it's not something that Trump um, created. That's a, a, a thing that's uh, the, the sickness in the Republican soul for generations. That's what you get. It starts with Reagan and uh, the nine most dangerous words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And it devolves to a bunch of traitors taking a dump in the Capitol. You only do things, you only do that to things you completely disrespect. And um, tonight, earlier today, uh, well, it's on now, actually, in a couple of minutes, uh, Robin Kincaid and I, we filled in for Mike Malloy, so we had to record earlier because of me doing this show. But we filled in because Mike is going up to see Molly at in college for Parents Day. Mike and Kathy are going up there to uh, Mount Holyoke, where where the amazing Molly Malloy is attending. So and and um, so I mentioned this on the show earlier on Mike Malloy's show, and um, and I was talking about how it was very upsetting to me. That and I'm sure Republicans are delighted to hear that. When I saw, well, um, first of all, Elise Stefanik, who is so she's so tedious 
uh, and um, such, I mean, her face makes me, um, oh, maybe that's cyberbullying, saying her, it's just her face, she, she has, what I'm, well, let me complete the sentence, brain, um, her face makes me want to, uh, it, it reminds me of a, um, of a child, you know, a, uh, a child who is, who just took a dump in the Capitol, right? Something like that. That's what she reminds me of her, the, the way she has this, this immature aura about, uh, around her, but they all do. And, um, but anyway, and hey, they, they're asking for it, right? They, so for example, she, I mean, asking for her, it, they're asking for me to call them immature because that's how they act. For example, she tweeted a picture of herself standing on the side of the road with that, that shit-eating grin of a schoolyard bully who just gave somebody a wedgie. Or, you know, a schoolyard bully who took a dump in, like, the science lab or something. It's like, oh, wait till they find out. Wait till they see that one. They're going to really... They're going to really be surprised. Ain't that going to be funny, right? When when the janitor has to go and clean up my feces. And that's the kind of look she had on her face. But she's standing on the side of the road with a, a sign that's, that some uh, trader put up that says, Foxtrot Juliet Bravo. You know, the military uh, alphabet for FJB, you know. Fuck Joe Biden. Um, let's go, Brandon. And uh, which is so tedious. And it, so, but when I, I saw this picture and I thought I was, you know, many, how many people fought, bled, and died for this country, for America, for, to, to uh, escape the the tyranny of intergenerational aristocracy and there's elise stefanik now she's taking a dump on the entire grand experiment they denigrate everything they touch they cheapen it devalue devalue it they have no respect they they're embarrassing yeah, truly, they embarrass themselves. It says everything about them than it does about the people they're trying to irritate, of course. But I'm, it's not, it's irritating to me. Yeah, I'm trying to process it because it is insulting to everyone who ever died for democracy. What they're doing to it is offensive. That's the offense. That's all you got? FJB, how oh, how clever, Foxtrot Juliet Bravo, how clever! Now, if only you could turn that that scintillating mind to actually solving the problems of this country, but they don't want to do that. They need this country divided, and it's all bullshit. They that's what they 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 will never ever ask or implore the people they pretend to represent. They'll never challenge them to evolve, challenge them to not be 
uh, small-minded, or in the very least, they'll never challenge them to just live and let live. They will never explain to them that we are, you know, we're in this together, right? That this is a multiracial liberal democracy, whether you like it or not. You, a patriot doesn't, um, you know, disrespect their country just because they lost an election. You know, where's your ideas, Republicans? They have none. That's why they have to lie. That's why they have to uh, attack trans kids, attack any other, any, anything. Just they attack anything different, anything vulnerable. And it's all, a, I mean, everything is bullshit. So what do they have? You know, the Democrats are out there actually doing things like uh, lowering the price of insulin for seniors or uh, passing infrastructure bills. Now, infrastructure week isn't just a isn't just a, a, a statement of irony or a joke, right? The, I mean, uh, the Democrats, given their slim majority, have gotten a lot of things done, but instead of actually having partners you know so we have high inflation in the in the country and the the republicans are really pissed off that joe joe biden released more um, oil from the strategic oil reserves because they need to they they you know they 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 need to politic on on high gas prices they need to fearmonger they have no solutions though that's their solution you know, that's why they're pissed when Joe Biden does something. And the thing is, so they add, this is another thing I talked about on the show. I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's just on my mind. But the, um, they asked Joe Biden, where was this? I think I might even have the clip where, uh, they asked him, um, what do you say to people? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release because, to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's not politically motivated. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? <laughs> I love this It's not politically lady motivated at all. It's motivated lady. to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. And that is making sure there's enough oil that's being pumped by the companies so that we have the ability to be able to produce enough gas that we need here at home, oil we need here at home. And at the same time, keep moving in the direction of providing for all. All right. It, it cut off there. I didn't do that. Wait, hold on. Here comes the music. Hold on. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. This is Tara Devlin, Tara Buster. So anyway, so the the people, the uh, what do you call it? The press, the people, the press. They asked Joe Biden, "What do you say uh, to those who say you releasing this strategic whatever petroleum reserve that is political?" Um, and and I wish he had responded. So what? It's political. It's not. It's political only in the in the sense that Democrats respond to the needs of the American people. 
you know, there's something going on. The gas prices are high. We're uh, uh, we're up against um, global factors. There's global inflation. There are there's a war going on, right? And the Saudis are playing dirty tricks because they want the Republicans back in power because they are uh, they, you know, uh, they don't like democracy. They like autocracy. They like to be able to, uh, you know, murder and dismember journalists alive without any consequences. So uh, is it political? It's political in the fact that the Democrats respond to the needs of the American people, always have and always will. And uh, if uh, I want to remind the American people that this is all on the ballot, that we, uh, Dem- Democrats, as we have always been in the corner of the American people, what have the Republicans done? They do not. They have no ideas. They they like high gas prices. They want to they want to cause pain to the American people because they they're upset. They're crying politics, but everything is politics with them. They, they why don't you ask them what the politics of causing suffering to the American people for political gain? Are they doing that? What's the uh, tell me what what are they getting out of that? Except that that's what they do. Whenever Democrats are in power, they try to make it worse for the American people. And everything uh, just is what they've done all the time. Even when they are in power, when Republicans are in power, they still make it worse. They just need an excuse to keep on, uh, you know, tricking the American people to vote against their own demise. And I really wish uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats would start saying things like that. Is it political? What? I mean, he's a politician. What is wrong with just saying, is it political? It's not political. I wouldn't be doing it if gas prices weren't high. It's political in the sense that I want to respond. That's why I got elected. That's why I ran. That's why I put myself in this bullshit arena with all these little nattering bombs and whatever nitwits napping away at my heels with stupid sophomoric signs, FJB and all this shit, uh, trying to say that uh, I have dementia because they got nothing. They got nothing else. The same, I love that these, these effing people, the same uh, idiots who voted for somebody who is a, a literal, you talk about dementia. I mean, camera, woman, man, camera, TV. I mean, everything that the Republicans complain about is everything they are. It's either a projection or a confession. And, um, you know, I'm I'm effing sick of it, but really that's why I wish the 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 Democrats need to fight. And I don't understand what what's so wrong about saying uh, what do you mean political? Yeah, I ran for office because you know I want to help the American people, and if there's a problem, I'd like to address it. And this is in my power. I don't have power over. Uh, over world events, you know, I can't change what's what the what's happening in Russia. I mean, I'm I, I'm doing we're doing all we can to prevent another democracy falling to autocracy. 
So, uh, but I can't, you know, and I'll do everything in my power to help the American people. And if that includes releasing more petroleum from the reserves, then I'm going to do it. Just like I do any, anything to stop the bleeding when the, uh, the, when a student debt bomb is about to go off in this country. You know, we're the only country where students go to school and come out as indentured servants to banks, right? You know, Democrats have the backs of the American people. And uh, is it politics? I mean, it's not, po- it's, we want to serve, you know? I mean, for all you, I mean, the, all right, all right, all right, all right, let me stop. Let me stop with that. I'm just reading something. Mark on the chat says, Elise Stefanik represents me in New York 21. Oh, no. Calling her a mean girl is the best thing to call her. She's a liar and a traitor. Exactly. How, what an embarrassment. You should call her. <clears throat> well, you know, not telling you what to do, but to say, what are you doing? Standing next to an FJB. Song. What are you trying to do with that? What's the message there, Elise? Is that how, is that a good way to represent the people of your district by acting like a, a little schoolyard bully troll? I mean, what do you, what is that? And don't give me this uh, lament, this fake, uh, these crocodile tears about how the United States is divided. They keep dividing us. Don't get, I don't want to hear your, your phony cries about how divided we are when you're standing next to an FJB sign, like a little child. They're children. You know, children shouldn't uh, you you don't give children the ability to sign contracts they can't they can't drive they can't um you know live on their own they until a certain age right they have to someone has to watch them why give them power in a in a in a government you you supposedly love you love your country. That's the other thing that confuses me about Republicans. They love America, right? What do they love about it? Again, let's 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 discuss. What do they love about America? They hate the Purple's Mountains majesty, right? Because they want to blow the tops off the mountains to get at the coal. They frack the fruited plains. What, what do they love about America? They hate everybody in America. They hate the nation of immigrants, especially. You know, one of the charges against King George was that he was limiting immigration into America. And that was one, you know, that was one thing. Conservatives, I, I know Reagan is, uh, we can trace the decline of the American working class to Reagan's doorstep. But... Uh, he was, um, you know, a Republican at a time when Republicans understood that r- immigration is a source of strength. You want to attract immigrants to this country because immigrants, uh, you know, for all the fear mongering and uh, disparaging the f- that Republicans do, it's all it's you want to talk about politically motivated. Yeah, that's what that is. They they fearmonger against immigrants because they're racist. They want to tickle the racist funny bones of their racist base. And they, um, you know, disparage immigrants when, uh, I mean, 
most Americans are one or two generations away from someone who immigrated. All right. My grandparents came here from Ireland. God damn them. I wish they had stayed. And most, most uh, people who live here are not too far off from a, from a, a direct immigrant to this country. So that's, that's a strength. The diversity is a strength. When you have, I mean, there no other nation on earth is uh, a nation of immigrants. That's, some, that's the exceptional American-ism, right? Because, and the way I look at it, so another thing that's going on, as you know, uh, these Republicans who hate America, they, um, they're sending the asylum seekers to uh, blue states, right? I wish we would stop sending our blue state dollars to these red states, but that's not how Democrats play, right? They don't play for keeps. They don't play hardball with these effing fascists. And that's, we'll get to that in a minute. But so because, you know, there's no warning and that's what they want. They want to treat people like dirt and they want um, there to be chaos, and they hope that there's a lot of suffering in, in between. When the asylum seekers show up in New York, they want everybody to be like, uh, they want them to be out in the cold somehow and suffering. But um, because the homeless shelters are filled to capacity now, thanks to these, these fascists, they they built a tent city on Randall's Island here and not too far from where I am. And they <clears throat> they gave they made a recreation area and it has Xboxes in this recreation area. And the Republicans are really upset about this. Because I guess the they see they hate America that much that they to me, I find that that that's a that's something we should be proud of. You know, when people come here, we don't treat them like dirt. We show them our best side, right? It's like when you invite somebody in your home, you don't uh, serve them dog food, right? Unless you're sick. But that's what we're because Republicans simply hate. Everyone who isn't a straight-acting white rich male and uh, and their admirers—that's what they, you know. Anybody else should be treat, treated worse worse than a dog. So what are you supposed to do? Oh, they have Xboxes. They treat them better than they treat you. You know, you know. You can't win with Republicans. So what are you saying? Everybody gets an Xbox? Okay. That sounds uh, a little bit like socialism, but okay, I'll take it. I like playing games, right? I like I like to uh, play Tomb Raider. Is they they still play that? <laughs> I used to play a lot of games when I was younger. I just don't have the time now. I'm too busy fighting fascism. But <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice already. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, anyway, so what are we talking about tonight? Thank you all for uh, seeking the show out in spite of everything that sucks about um, corporate media. But, okay. Um, earlier today, here, and this is what drives me up a wall. So I was watching the uh, my morning dirty habit. I was hate watching Morning Joe. And, yes, exactly, Mark on the chat. They love... 
in America where white Christian privilege rules the day. Exactly. And, when, I, you know, when I was a stranger, you welcomed me. Isn't that directly from the mouth of the Savior, so-called Savior they present, pretend to worship? Right? Now, when I was a, when I was a stranger, you what? You, uh, you tricked me. You sent me on a wild goose chase. You had absolutely no respect for the, the, the traumas I'd already been through. So you inflicted more trauma on me and you uh, made me eat dog food. Right? I mean, wouldn't you be uh, uh, embarrassed to treat people like that? Aren't you embarrassed, Republicans? They're, I mean, they're, everything about them, it, the hypocrisy is bottomless. So, um, I was, so anyway, I was watching Morning Joe this morning. And anybody else uh, sick of the, the, well, many things. But Republicans, for example, Frank Luntz was on Morning Joe this morning. And... I don't know why. Why do they keep putting this guy on there? They, he, and the thing is, it wouldn't be as bad if only he ever took responsibility for the part he played dividing the country. And this is what drives me up a wall. There's no accountability ever. You know, we always talk about connecting the dots in this country. Oh, how we failed to connect the dots. Well, let's try connecting them for once, right? Now, like, for example, maybe if Ronald Reagan didn't take the solar panels off the White House, we may not be in such a, a pinch with gas prices right now, right? We might be a little bit more energy independent at this point, because that's the ultimate goal that Republicans are standing in front of, right? They don't want to transition to renewable energies. They want to keep us tied down. They want to keep us uh, as a hostage of all the dictators of the world. I don't know why they would want to do that. I thought you loved America. So, but anyway, so Frank Luntz, I got to play this. I don't, I'm doing it in a way I don't know it's it, it makes me a little bit scared to a degree only because they I I feel like you know I'm afraid they're gonna they're going to um <clears throat> you know shut down my account again <laughs> all right so I don't even know where to start well, because a couple of things on Morning Joe, uh, they had these focus groups. Here we go again, right? Focus groups. This is what they do. They, do, they get 10 people together, 10 uh, low information voters together to, um, and they ask them things and then they discuss it for five days or more as if it's, it proves, proves a point when, it doesn't prove anything except that you got uh, that that people are influenced by each other and they're especially influenced by media. So that's why the the, the real liberal media is real is uh, important, but the corporate media to me seems almost dedicated to ushering in fascism by never ever connecting the dots. 
Frank Luntz, let me explain who uh, for those who don't know. He is um he he was or he says now he's not as political as he used to be. Well, too late, damage done. He he's the death panels guy, right? The Obamacare death panels guy. He's the one that I don't know if you, if for those who were around during that Obamacare debate days, the way that these Republicans dragged us through their manias on a daily basis, you know, you can't have, uh, you you couldn't have a, a, a town hall, a normal town hall where you discuss issues without some freaks stomping around, standing up and screaming about communism and Nazi and everything, right? Communism, Nazism, socialism, it's all all the same thing. And death panels. That's what they did. That's what Frank Luntz helped do to this country, inflict. He's like, he is like Lee Atwater in that sense. He's there. He was their wordsmith. He's the one that said, don't call it an estate tax, call it a death tax. You know, nobody likes death, nobody likes taxes, but um, it just goes to show you how you can get an entire room, entire Trump and Z Nuremberg rally full of dupes cheering for the end of the estate tax, a tax they will never pay. A tax only the richest of the rich pay. But of course, Republicans lie and say, oh, it's uh, family farms. No family farms pay the estate tax. They are so full of shit. No wonder they can't control their bowels when they're storming the Capitol like a bunch of traitors. And that's Frank Luntz. In a nutshell, he was also present at the caucus room conspiracy where that was on the night of Obama's inauguration. They all, all the Republicans got together, a whole bunch of them, not every single one, but um, including Frank Luntz to discuss what they were going to do. And they, they came out of that meeting um, with a plan and they and they they're, they were open about this. That's why Robert Draper wrote a book on it, and um, they also admitted it. Uh, Newt Gingrich talked about it, and Frank Luntz was there, and they decided that they were going to do nothing to help Obama at all. They would pass no legislation. There, The conspiracy was to commit legislative constipation to stop any anything from that Obama tried to do to help the American people at a time when the American economy had just crashed yet again thanks to you know we were on the verge of another Republican Great Depression in a hundred years and they um, jobs we were hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month and the Republicans, uh, that's what they vowed to do, to do absolutely nothing as a as a, uh, a strategy to cause pain to the American people for political gain. Now, how come nobody asks them, is, uh, um, you're causing pain to the American people for political gain. Is that political? Huh? Let me see. Frank Luntz. 
And so now all the, it was crazy. So he was Frank Lawrence was on Morning Joe, and they had uh, earlier in the segment they had Dor- Doris Kearns Goodwin, and that other <clears throat> what's his name Meacham, that Meacham guy, the historian. They're both historians, and Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote a book on Lincoln, and they let me say caucus room. So. Let's see. I'm trying to play this thing. I'm not sure how many, how much I can play of it. I have to play it off the screen. Booty Hold on. I grabbed this off of YouTube. As you can see, they somebody grabbed this clearly, and they added this lady here doing sign language, probably as an excuse to repost. It. All right, here we go. Percent name. Whoops, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, new numbers from political strategist and pollster Ugh. Frank Luntz suggests Americans don't think it's that, sis- that, that the system is broken as much as they think it is the candidates. When asked what the greater problem is. Hold on, hold on. Where's my people? This is Tara Devlin. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, I don't know how long I can play this without getting dinged. So, okay, let's get to the percent point. Name. Ah, shit, I hit the fucking wrong button again. Let me zoom in. Zoomity zoom. I wonder how I can get away with this, playing it without getting dinged. Maybe if I do that. All right, here we go being here, uh, and yet the people are the ones who keep electing these politicians. Well, the problem is that they seem to be one thing as they're running for office, then they get elected and they become part of the system. And that's one of the frustrations that the public has. Get things done. They are angry at the partisanship. They're angry at the- Angry at the partisanship he helped create. You understand? The lies he poured into the system. You know, it's one thing to, for example, be against health care, right? To be like, I don't like health care. I don't want universal health care. I don't believe in it. But why? Um, because there's death panels? You know, that's completely disingenuous. It's complete bullshit. That's why Republicans don't have the best interests of the American people at heart. Because if they did, they would just leg- they would just fight and stand their ground on the policies, you know? Just stick to the facts, ma'am. Well, don't give me this bullshit um, about death panels. There are death panels. There are all, there are death panels right now. And it's called the for-profit health insurance racket. Only one industry is allowed to needlessly kill 35,000 Americans every year and bankrupt millions for year after year after year. Only one. You know, and reap rapacious profits by denying care, denying people health care. That's how they get rich. And, you know, so they needed Frank Luntz because you can't, because obviously Republicans can't just come right out and say, we don't want universal health care because 
We want to please the rich. We need, you know, these rich banksters and these rich insurance company CEOs, they give us a lot of money in this broken ass system that has legal bribes built right into it. So, of course, we're going to defend the measurably worst health system in the entire Western world. Right? But Democrats, uh, they, they also, you know, clearly the problem with Obamacare is that it tried to keep the for-profit racket in the, in the catbird seat of power. That's the problem. That's why it's thousands of pages the only thing, you, you, we needed one page, Medicare for all, period. But anyway, that's beside the point. Well, it is part of the point. But they needed Frank Luntz to, to come up with his dirty tricks. And that, the thing that drives me up a wall with uh, every time they have this guy on there is that they, I mean, it would maybe he would have, he would be more effective if he ever had any um self-awareness everything is our fault you know oh well people feel this people feel that well i wonder why people feel there are death panels people feel there's a death tax well i wonder fucking why right where are they getting these ideas from it's not that they they know everything. They act like the people, and then uh, it's all related to these um, focus freaking groups. You know, this Elise Jordan has a focus group, and then they talk about it for days. She talks to a bunch of people. She talks to like twelve people, and then they uh, they they think they or they act as if they've they got the finger on the pulse of the nation. They're. And they keep, I'm choking on myself, they keep hammering the the point how, oh, well, everybody thinks this. They think that, you know, crime is up and they feel that the economy is, uh, is bad and they feel that, you know, they're getting it from the corporate media. They're getting it from the propagandists, too. You know, inflation's up. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, crime is, is up, but it's not like it used to be in the friggin' nineties. This is the other thing. Just like the other day when, or maybe it was yesterday. Yeah. Let me get this off the screen for a minute. Um, when the, the candidate in Oklahoma said that the crime is higher in Oklahoma than it is in New York and California. That's just the truth. That is the that's the reality. But what did the what happened? Let me see. Hold on. Oklahoma. They here. Where the fuck is it? I'm sorry, guys. This is what happens when uh, YouTube's. Where did YouTube show me on this doll? Where YouTube hurt you? All over. I, w- I didn't get a chance to, what do you call it? Oh, there's Tara Jr. behind me. Yes, hold on. Here's the clip from the... Facts. The fact is, the rates of violent Oklahoma. crime are higher in Oklahoma under true. your watch than it's in New true. York. It's not true. In California. 
that's a fact. Well, we'll have that oh fact checked by the frontier <laughs> superintendent. That's the the media mouthpiece. Well, we'll have to have that fact checked. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's absolutely true. It's also a fact that medical Hang on. marijuana. Oklahomans, do you believe we have higher crime than New York or California? That's what she just said. Safety and security. Do you believe it? They just don't believe it. I don't know where they're getting this notion. The fact is, she's 100% right. Where are they getting this notion? Do you, be- hey, Oklahoma, do you believe there's crime? The, uh, the crime is higher than it is in New York or California? <laughs> what a, what a canard. That's the truth. So where are they getting these ideas from? Well, it's what they feel. But that's why it's such bullshit. Then let's go back to the focus group. What do they feel? Well, they feel that um, Joe Biden is, he's just too old. That's another thing. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's get back to the Frank Luntz character. And they're just angry at conditions in the country. And they don't think that the elected officials, and by the way, Britain's going through the same thing. Israel's going Mm. through this. See how sincere he looks? His eyes are all... Same Soft thing. and We've compassionate. Seen the same thing in Germany and France. Frankly, it's a challenge to democracies everywhere. Well, thanks yeah, to social well, thanks media. To you. Thanks to the no, pressures to of you. day-to-day service. You. Governments are not performing in the way that the public wants. And I'm genuinely afraid in this country that You're we're about afraid. two and a half weeks away from a group of candidates simply not accepting the results. And this is my all seven hundred. Because you. People. Because of you. Will anybody in the party of personal responsibility ever take responsibility for the part they play in this destruction of America? Up to believes that Biden's not the rightful president. Believe. Hey, wait, hold on. And one more point. I'm teaching a group of students at Bradley College. They're British students, and they look at their government having just fallen. They look at our government and the anger that they that they see from the elected officials. And even they, the future of their country, oh the future my. of all of us, even the rally students think, what has gone wrong? <laughs> What's gone wrong? Hold on. I think that all the time, Frank Luntz. What's gone wrong? I think what's gone wrong is that the party of personal responsibility will only stick to that motto when they're trying to, um, you know, make granny eat cat food. That's it. Will, will, will you ever take responsibility? The lies that they've been told repeatedly. Think January 6th. It's like everyone, they, they just feel there's something wrong with the election. They feel it. I don't know. Where are they getting this notion? I wonder. It's weird. Is much ado about nothing. You have candidates that are running for governor. Uh, who are election deniers. You have people who are going to be leaders in the House, say they won't accept the results, uh, leaders in the House. I mean, uh, yes, I understand there have been Democrats here and there uh, through the years, uh, a a small handful uh, that have have, uh, challenged election results. But here, in 2022, uh, this is coming from the Republican Party, and it seems to be a clear and present danger to American democracy, does it not? 
Uh, yes, it does. And but I'm doing everything I can to keep it nonpartisan. Oh God! I'm doing everything but, I can. But, but, but how, how can you when when it's all coming from the Republican side right now? Because the same thing happened in 2016 Get the when fuck Democrats said the here. same thing about Donald Bullshit. Trump. Bullshit! It happened in 2004. Bull. I was on your network, I believe. When uh, they called bullshit, it for George Bush, bullshit. and people thought that John Kerry had won, they called it for George forth, Bush. I just have to. Who called it for George Bush? The Supreme Court called it for George Bush. I mean, the, the conflation of both sides, both sides, both sides. It's always both sides. It's not though. That's the problem. No, there's no both sides to this effing coup. Because we know if there were, if. The Democrats, if it was a Democratic mob that stormed the Capitol, we'd still be mopping up the blood. We know that. And the, all of these traitors, conservatives always get a slap on the wrist. They always said this is the problem. In the earlier segment, right before this Frank Luntz character came on, they were talking about Lincoln and... Um, Doris Kearns Goodwin said something about how um, when she first started studying Lincoln and she met with uh, a historian who was, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, what do you call somebody who is a historian of Lincoln? You know, somebody who was also um, knew a lot about Abraham Lincoln. And, and he said to her, once you, once you, how do you say it? Once you um, learn more about Lincoln, the much, the, once you get to know Lincoln, you will feel like you want to be a better person. And I thought, yeah, uh, and that's why conservatives killed him. You know, conservatives have killed every progressive who ever made a difference in this country. And Lincoln was a progressive at the time when the Republican Party was a progressive party. He, they would hate Lincoln now. Are you kidding me? So um, Lincoln is a warning to, of what, um, you know, what you don't do with conservatives. You don't allow them to just go home and, and, and say, oh, good, go home and be good boys and girls now. You have to legally and peacefully crush them and smush them into history's trash bin. But that's not happening, of course. Another, uh, just today, Steve Bannon got another, you know, another traitor gets a slap on the wrist. Right? You and I try to do what he did. Four months. But it, not only four months. He got four months. The government asked for six. Why? They should have asked, they could have asked for years, uh, every count against him. He could have been in jail for years. They asked for six months. And then he gets to walk on appeal. Where he should be sitting his, his uh, many-shirted ass in jail. But, you know, he's out there, one of the instigators, one of the architects of the coup. Is out there, um, you know, stirring up further coup. That's what he's doing. Anyway, uh, let's get back to Frankie, little Frankie Luntz. Say, really, stop. Because this time, in 2022, having been through the 
I got to watch my language. Going through what happened in 2020, if we do this again, oh one more time, we are at the precipice of losing the faith and right. trust uh, of uh, a majority of Americans. Frank, I, 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 you know what? I, 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 every day, I, I try to find positive things to say about Republicans who are being responsible, because I want to encourage responsible Republicans uh, bit by bit, day by day, step by step, win the internal battle against election deniers. But I cannot sit here and and, and let viewers think that there is any moral equivalency between what happened in 2020 uh, when, when Donald Trump undermined American democracy and repeatedly undermined confidence in the system. And what happened in 2016 when Hillary Clinton went out the next day exactly. and conceded or what happened in 2004. And yeah, there were oh, some wing nuts out sides. there saying that both Ohio sides. was stolen, but John Kerry went out and conceded the election. I mean, there's just, again, I don't want it to be a battle about that right now. And I, I, I understand that you're trying to make this a bipartisan appeal. Sadly, in 2022 and in 2020, there's no there's no moral equivalency between what we're going through now and what we've gone through in the past. Is there? Uh, Is there? I, Joe, those are legitimate points. And I think that what the ex-president <laughs> has done say. has been so destructive to democracy. Sort of like and death I see panels. The damages. I and see it in my focus tax. groups. We have the and same thing. Where people can't talk to each other. They oh, don't... yes, that's it. We need to just sit around and have a beer. Remember Obama's beer summit? Feckless. Yeah, we just have to get a, have a beer. Sit around and have a beer. We can't talk to each other. Yeah, because one side thinks the election was stolen because they're, they're traitors at the top that continue to foment this big lie. And the other side is trying to do things like pass, uh, you know, $15 minimum wage, right? Trying to actually have, you know, use, I don't even know. It's, I mean, obviously it's not, it's just, it's much too little, it seems, too late. Yes, both parties are swimming in a filthy pool of money. You won't ever hear... Frank Lund say anything like that, but it's uh, it's always on us, right? The liberals to to find some common ground, while Republicans struggle with their equivalency, with their false equivalencies. Oh, both sides? No, 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 no. Both sides never st no didn't storm the Capitol, right? Oh, so Democrats throughout the years uh, objected to the certification of the votes. It's a little different because there, they, there were uh, no senator ever hopped on board and neither did the party's candidate. That's what happened. That's what happened in reality. And to conflate the Bush versus Gore with the, the January 6th coup is completely ridiculous. Where in all cases, as Frank Luntz struggles to find the false equivalency, the the candidate himself conceded, regardless of what a uh, a representative did, that they objected. 
There were, I mean, there was a reason. For example, I'm trying to remember. I couldn't remember. Um, Pramila Jayapal made an objection in 2016 because it was something to do with the state not certifying the electoral vote, things like that. It was... It was never going to, nothing was ever going to happen. It was never going to go through. So, and everybody knew that. It's, this was a lot different because the traders got Ted Cruz to sign on to the big lie. And, and they also had the standard bearer, the con man, uh, out there spreading the lie. So there's no, there's absolutely no equivalency. Kerry conceded right away. So did Al Gore as soon as he, you know, it was over. Even though he received the most votes. And the Supreme Court installed George W. Bush in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. Al Gore conceded. John Kerry conceded. Hillary Clinton conceded. She said, Donald Trump will be our president. We owe him the benefit of the doubt to, you know, we owe him to uh, the, I'm trying to remember the exact words she used, but we owe it to him to, you know, help him succeed. And all of the uh, the Democrats did. And I remember, hold on, I hear the music, but talking to Mike Malloy after that. Hold on a second. Hold on. We'll be right back. This is Tara Buster. But I remember talking to Mike Malloy after um, Trump, you know, the con man was, uh, was elected despite receiving fewer votes. And he said, well, you know, let's see what happens. Um, I re- he said, I'm old enough to remember the impeach Earl, Earl Warren signs all over the South where they, Earl Warren was a, uh, elected to the Supreme or, you know, put on the Supreme court as a conservative and he didn't do what the conservatives wanted him to do. And then they, they wanted him impeached. So, you know, maybe he'll surprise us. And I was like, I hope, I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope he will be a president for everyone. But right out of the gate, we knew, especially when he, he gave his, his bizarre and dystopian American carnage speech. And we knew what we were in for. He's a fascist who's not man enough to admit he lost an election. And he's, no, that's it. He's in it for himself, like every other Republican, except he's like he's like King Jabba the Hutt cancer on the on the on top of all the other grifters in that party who have zero integrity. They all have no integrity. That's the bottom line. And people are pawns to them. People are just playthings. Look at DeSantis sending um, migrants with, you know, tricking them. Sending them to states. They don't know where they go. Oh, they think they're going to a place that, that jobs are waiting for them. He, I mean, just toying with people's lives. Look what it, uh, the arresting people for voter fraud after they were given voter registration cards and told that they can vote. You know, because Florida passed a law saying felons can vote. So they got, they, they registered. 
But the point is voter suppression, of course. And DeSantis, who, you know, a real tough guy with his uh, office of election police or something. I mean, it's, it's right out of Orwell with the purpose of discouraging others from voting. But anyway, as we know, and uh, let's get back to him, this Frank Luntz character. Each other. They don't want to hear each other. Yes, they don't let's want listen. to listen. And most importantly, they don't let's want to listen learn. to and the our big lie some watching. more. Our children are watching. They were watching Trump, you know, when he said he was going to grab, yeah, uh, grab people by the pussy, right? Because when you're a star, they let you do it. They were watching Trump. The children were watching when he was on Twitter calling people fat pigs or saying that they're not attractive enough to be raped by him. Disgusting, these people. We all yes, sitting on this table. We're adults. I'm afraid of the messages being sent to the next generation. To what the- have you sent to the next generation? Well, I mean, this this is what's so... Insane is it's it's making me insane. It makes me want to bang my head against the wall. Take some responsibility for the part you played. Oh, look at my oh so sincere eyes. Well, the children are watching. Well, the children wanted health care, but you said they were going on a fucking death panel, Frank. The children wanted to you know, wanted mommy and daddy to live. But they couldn't get a goddamn doctor's appointment because they couldn't afford it. How many orphans were created by the for-profit health insurance racket while you sat around telling Republicans to fearmonger and say that Obamacare was a government takeover of health care? Remember that? That was the other thing that came out of Frank Luntz's ass. Everything comes out of their ass, you know? You got these these assholes talking out of their ass, and then you got the the Trump traitors literally taking defecating in the in the halls of the Capitol. Oh I, the damage these people have done. It's like the thing that's so annoying about him too is that it's like Lee Atwater, but with no accountability. You know, Lee Atwater was the Republican dirty trickster who gave the Republicans, guided the Republicans in their dirty tricks. He was Frank Luntz before Frank Luntz. And when he was diagnosed with brain cancer at the age of 40-something, and he knew he was dying, he reflected on his life and spent the last months of his life calling those that he had harmed to apologize for the harm he'd, he'd done to the country, the harm he'd done to them personally and to all the harm, apologize to the American people for all the harm he did to this country. And because he looked at his life, he's like, wow, I lived this life and all I did was tear people apart with my lies, with my filth and my lies. And Frank Luntz is like, he is like Lee Atwater, sans brain cancer, but without, and sans responsibility. You know, at least Lee Atwater made amends. 
He's not even taking that step. He can't. It's like, that's what's so infuriating about it. It's like, don't give me your crocodile tears, honey. Don't tell me you're so upset how divided this country is. You divided us. You're the one. Remember, he hooked people up to probes while they watched the debate and said when they when they said this word when they said death panels the the beam went up and when they said you know socialism they all you know the electricity when the the needle went bing bing i mean oh god frank luntz Take responsibility. They not not a single member of the party of personal responsibility ever takes responsibility, and I'm sick of it. Oh, it gets worse. Students out there who are watching, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you, but what I am going to say is, if we want to repair God. that breach, if we want to find a better union, as Abraham oh, Lincoln did, oh, and I'll go back ready. to that segment. He did not want to damn the South that had pulled out. He did not want to punish them. Right. He did not want recon- he right. did not want reconstruction. He wanted reconciliation. Oh God! I'm trying to follow Abraham Lincoln's lead right now. Oh my but God! Did you? I, I, did you? Punish them. I want to puke. He didn't want reconstruction. He wanted reconciliation. Well, that goes both ways. The South. The traders didn't want to reconcile. They went right about their business. They took their fake little loyalty oaths, and then they went back to terrorizing the, the African-American population of the country into submission. That's what they did. That's the reality. I want to be like Abraham Lincoln? No, you don't. I, I don't think you want to pay his price. Abraham Lincoln should be a warning to us. You don't play nice with traitors. You don't expect them. You don't give them the benefit of the doubt. You you crush them legally and peacefully. You crush them into history's trash bin. You don't allow them to walk away with their sidearms and say, just go go right on home and take the same old jobs and the same old positions you used to have in our government. Give me a break. That's why we're here. We're divided because we never finish the job of reconstruction. And, and we have a corporate media now, thanks to Bill Clinton, unfortunately, that is part of the problem. They, they will not connect the dots. They have such a, they have the megaphone you know, I don't have this megaphone. They they have this megaphone where they can spread lies and nonsense and fear monger and go on and on and on about polls. They they talk to five people and then now that's gospel. Now that's oh, they got their fingers on the pulse of America. Wanted reconciliation. I'm trying to follow Abraham Lincoln's lead right now. Right. And, and you know, so, uh, Michael Steele, I've always made the point, as people like you and me, it may not seem this way to a lot of Republicans, 
But we're trying to find a way back, like Ann Applebaum said after January the 6th, let's try to find common ground. How can you? To pull some people away from the nihilism of Trumpism. How can you? When they won't let go of the nihilism of Trumpism. They're still wedded to the big lie and they're and they're not done. They're out there. Steve Bannon is on his podcast tonight, fomenting treason, as usual. This is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Ugh, we will win. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Support the independent liberal media. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right. Not too bad that time. Who else is here? We still got people? People. We still got people hanging out? I can't see you. Where's my people? Where's my people? Mm, mm, mm. Oh, okay. Everybody's scattered. Yeah, we need more uh, whatever. I don't know. Huh? Do I know what a Johnson is? <laughs> is that supposed to be a dick joke? Ha uh-huh. uh, or did I miss something? Yeah. I wasn't the only one that noticed the Frank Luntz, the infuriating Frank Luntz. But uh, where is it? Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about tonight. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, actually, well, Getting back to Frank Luntz, the, the his government takeover of healthcare ended up as the politifact lie of the year. But okay, you know, and I I love when when I mean and I mean that in scare quotes when the corporate media talks about how we all have to come together, but they do nothing but divide us. And having Frank Luntz on is case in point. Take and as if it's it's always our problem, right? It's the people when the the manipulators are the ones that got us here. Because people are, um, you know, they're not coming up with these ideas on their own. The if if we got through election day, and uh, you know the the con man who received fewer votes simply conceded, we wouldn't be here. It's the lying upon lying upon lying and the validation of the lies that keeps, uh, you know, that keeps this going. It's not that people are like, I went to the polls and there were a lot of fishy things happening. If that were the case, we would there would be evidence of this. They would have been able to prove it in a court of law. But 60, over 60 court cases thrown out with prejudice. Meaning, get the fuck out of here with this shit. With this 
this pathetic attempt to steal an election. And then don't, don't, don't give me this both sides shit. Well, on Daily Kos, they wrote about it. Tex Dem wrote, wrote about uh, Luntz has a sad, tough shite, Frank. I didn't catch the whole segment, thank God, this morning, but Joe and Mika had wordsmith and population manipulator Frank Luntz on their show. Normally, as soon as I see his face, I change the channel, and I was about to do that when Luntz was in the middle of some wormy explanation of whatever last polling, latest of whatever latest polling uh, via Luntz's well-known word manipulation was. But I got there in time to hear Frank complain about people yelling at him on Twitter or yelling at Joe and Mika for having him on. And I I was one of those people. To my knowledge, Frank Luntz has never accepted his part in the creation of the Tea Party and its sibling, the MAGA crowd. His handiwork goes back to the 90s. Everything you see from today's GOP has Frank Luntz's DNA all over it. His denials can't absolve him of that responsibility. Frank's work gave us Ron Johnson, Marjorie Perjury Trader Green, Lauren Band from the Bowling Alley Bulbert, Scott Walker, and even this effing uh, con man who received fewer votes. Without Frank, the con man who received fewer votes would have found that going, that would have found it, uh, you know, his big lie just a little bit harder. Frank's work greased the cog. Here, just look at the first two paragraphs of what Wiki has to say about him. It's probably how his obituary will start one day without an extraordinary amount of, uh, well, I can't pronounce it, Hagiel, Hagiel, that word gets stuck in my mouth. Frank Luntz, born February 23 of 1962 is an American political and communications consultant. Shit, I hit the wrong button. Uh, Best known for developing talking points and other messaging for Republican causes. His work has included assistance with messaging for Newt Gingrich's contract with America and public relations support for pro-Israel policies in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He advocated for the use of the vocabulary crafted to produce a desired effect, including the term death tax instead of estate tax, climate change instead of global warming. Oh yeah, that, you know, that alone, at least in some form, we've uh, kind of taken that back in a way, but his, his uh, climate change kind of makes it not such a big deal, right? Not such an emergency. That's how much damage one little man has done to this country and the world. Luntz has frequently contributed to Fox News as a commentator, analysis, as well as running focus groups during and after presidential debates. Frank Luntz describes his speciality as testing language and finding words that will help his clients sell their product or turn public opinion. You prick. You know, it's like he's a snake oil salesman. You know, we we got what ails you here. It's Dr. Frank Luntz's cure-all, except it's nothing but a 
a bottle of laudanum that'll turn you into an addict and uh, kill you. You know what, Frank? I don't give a F what you think or how you feel. To my knowledge, nowhere have you accepted your responsibility in putting today's political rhetoric where it is. You demonstrated to the GOP that blatant lying is an effective tool. If it was worded just the right way, the devolution of such lying would eventually reach the point where wordsmithing isn't necessary. Straight up lies and lying have become an accepted campaign rhetorical device. And don't forget to accuse your opponent of lying while you lie. Oh, that's Frank Luntz too. And now you're upset that people yell at you on Twitter? The left, because we remember what you've done, and the right, because you don't want to be associated with them. Your creation. And then this writer, text them, signs off by saying, F off, Frank. F all the way off. So, yeah. And let me, let's, one of the, uh, the last things. Thank you, Errol. I know you're still here. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you for hanging out and everything you do and, and all your support, always being in my corner. It means the world, no matter what. It means, it does. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny about it or stupid. I just, I guess I get, I do it as a, because I sincerely mean it and I'm, you know, I'm just trying to say thank you. Thank you so much for everything. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect tonight when I started the show. If if those, uh, you know, it's hard to find the show. I didn't know, but I really appreciate that everyone took the time to sign up at Rockfin or at Twitch or wherever else to to find the show and hang out. You know, means the world, and I mean it. Because we got a lot of work to do. Let's see. Um, I wanted to play this other thing that that drove me. I hope I don't get a, a copyright strike, though. Because I'm talking a lot about this Morning Joe thing. But, oh well. Let's, let's see what we got. This focus group really made me insane. Because this happens every year. We And stay tuned. Well, it happens all the time. That's one of the things about living in America that sucks is the constant campaigning. And that's all by design. We sh if we wanted a functioning democracy, there are things we could do. One would be get money out of politics, of course. But the corporate media love they will never advocate for that because they get a they get their money from these political campaign ads and when i read things and hear things you know you read it too it's uh, the amount of money spent on particular campaigns like even in georgia right now even state campaigns and local campaigns the millions of dollars Nearly a billion dollars spent in the presidential campaign. And, and it's only getting more and more and growing. Why do you think that is? Isn't that, a, that, that to me is a sign of the, the decay, the corruption, 
the fact that we're not a functioning democracy. A functioning democracy, you would have those uh, people in office to who are there for altruism, for service, not for for uh, buku bucks. Why do corporations and billionaires spend so much money? to influence elections, to influence the dumbasses, the sheeple, the dumb dumbs, who, uh, whatever her name is, what's her name? Uh, I keep, I always forget her name. The one who did the focus group. I was going to say, I keep wanting to say Elise Stefanik. That's the representative. Folk, who is, oh, well, let's just play it. Elise Jordan, that's her, yeah. She's a Republican, by the way. But they keep pointing, they do this focus group, and then they point to it again and again. And let's play some of it, which because it, it made me crazy. In trail in Pennsylvania yesterday with the state's Democratic oh, wait. nominee. Let's, let's play this your, one. Your uh, focus groups early in the show, Elise, from the state of Pennsylvania. Fascinating stuff with all Oops. these different groups across Pennsylvania. You also sat down with them and talked about President Biden and how they feel about these first nearly two oh, years Jesus. now of his administration. Yes. Sorry, I keep hitting the wrong button. From some Pittsburgh women swing voters, Pittsburgh area, and then we're going to hear from some Philadelphia African American Democrats on how they view President Biden. Should Joe Biden run again? No. 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 Shut up. That was quick. Wow. <laughs> My sentence. Why? What is this shit? Shouldn't Joe Biden run again in Because too many people will not vote for him. No. Who? Who are you talking about? This is what is, is, is infuriating. Should Joe Biden? What do you know, ladies? You're you're not that you're you're getting these. Okay, let, let's let's uh, agree with the he's down. in class, but you don't know if he's really in. He's in class, but you don't know if he's really in class. Now, where are you getting that from? You fucking person, you where where they're getting it from. The Fox News fascist media. That's what's happening. Like uh, death panels and uh, estate tax is the death tax. That's what they're getting. Or I have questions about the, 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 the election. I just don't believe, I don't know. I feel um, there are um, uh, uh, concerns. Where are you getting it from? This is something that also drives me insane because and it's like the other the, the few weeks ago when we had that that person on my show who wrote that book and uh, he's he ended up being an incredibly um, right winger who went fell down a cue hole uh, and Tony Brezna, Brasnows. And um, he, I asked him, and you know, as we, as I started realizing what we were up against, I, I asked him, uh, is Joe, does Joe Biden have dementia? And he, he came back, yes, without even a, a second to consider it. And of course, we knew what I only asked that because I just wanted to know what I was, what I was up against. Uh, Joe Biden does not have dementia. He does not. 
as not that I'm an expert on the subject, but my father had dementia. And if you know anybody with dementia, they can't have a press conference. They wouldn't be able to. And because he fumbles a little on words, that doesn't, that's not dementia. He's a little slow. These people drive me insane. Listen, here we go. No. Oh, where are you getting that from? Because there's not, there's no group think here, right? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten women, supposedly swing voters. And what is that shorthand for? Low information voters. Ask me. No one asks me to join a focus group. Should Joe Biden run again? No. Where are you getting this from? Because people are, um, you know, they influence each other. We influence each other. And the media is a big influence in general. So, because human beings are storytellers, we're communicators, and we also want to fit in. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of people and they say, well, Joe Biden has dementia. Oh, he's crazy. Joe Biden, uh, he's, um, you know, he fumbles, he stumbles. And then you go on Twitter all the time and the right wingers, every, not every, but all half of the time on there, you'll see right wingers tweeting. Um, they'll, they'll take Joe Biden's speech or something or a press conference and they will, they'll write a headline, Joe uh, fumbles off stage while the crowd stands stunned. And I've, I've watched that press conference or, or the clip they're referring to, and that is absolutely not what happened. But they write the headline because they know that most people, like the women on this panel, they, they, they're just scrolling through Twitter they're scrolling through their timeline on Facebook. They're not actually getting the information. They're not consuming it. And then they hear it. And then they turn on the corporate media. And then they'll turn on the radio or whatnot. And they'll be nothing but fascist propaganda. Reiterating it. Drumming it home. Coming from the, uh, senators, from Republicans. Of course, it's it's Joe Biden. This is the thing that they've latched on to. Joe Biden has dementia. Let's have Trump do a two-hour press conference. He never did. He couldn't even do press conferences because it would always devolve into him calling somebody a fat pig. Because he sucked. And if anybody had dementia, it was him. Who needs to stand there and say woman, person, camera, man, TV? And say, I got the best, most, uh, it was the real, it was a real hard test. Like nobody's ever seen this cognitive test. Woman, camera, pencil, man, TV. It's a joke. So uh, this is, it drives me insane Rather than the corporate media mouthpieces, they they never correct the record, right? Because the damage is done. And then they'll just report on it and say, well, people, they, I, I was surprised 
at how fast they all said they didn't want Joe Biden to run. And, you know, I'm not, as you know, for those who actually you know, watch the show, right? I'm not a, a Joe Biden cheerleader. It's just that this is an example of how disingenuous and how uh, and what and really what we're up against in this country. Because we're getting it from all sides, but the ground zero of the division and the destruction of American democracy is coming from the corporate media. Absolutely. That's why every uh, authoritarian state, what do they do? The first thing they do is take over the media. And uh, it's just how it's, it's part of authoritarian rise to power. They take over the media, they take over the newspapers, the radios, right? That's what happens. Then, then they, free speech is chilled. Then the message is, it comes from, uh, you know, uh, the, it always comes from the regime. Now, we're not there yet, but our problem really is we have six giant transnational corporations owning the media and a bulk of that are dedicated to the absolute destruction of democracy the 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 OAN Newsmax all of these these fascist propaganda channels there right now you can go on there and you better believe they'll be discussing that Joe Biden in some way, shape, or form has dementia. And it's bullshit. If he had fucking dementia, we'd know it. That's what it is. So, it's infuriating to me because it's, this is what divides the country. You're, you, if you don't like his policies, if you don't like that uh, we're a multiracial nation of immigrants, that we, um, the Democrats, try to promote the general welfare, or at least, you know, some of us do. If you don't like that, that's, you know, whatever. Talk about it. But don't make shit up. Don't just go out and make up things that your opponent has dementia. Just like you make shit up that your opponents are drinking adrenochrome. Your opponents aren't just, uh, they, they don't just hold different political views. They are um, killing children so they can get their adrenochrome. That's how you know that, uh, they, that they don't have your best interests at heart. And I'm talking about the people who are liars. But right I mean, if you don't, you know, tell me what you don't like, what policies, but they can't say that because they know that people don't want to pay through the nose for health care. They, they want to have health care. They want to, they want to go to school. They want to have living wages. They want to live in a, in a community that has infrastructure that isn't falling down. They want to have, uh, you know, a decent middle-class life. But they can't say that. So they say Joe Biden has dementia, and which is an insult to everybody who's ever had to deal with someone who has dementia. These fucking 
Ugh. These disingenuous traitors. I'm sick of them. Exactly. Errol on the chat. I, there is still no fucking proof Joe Biden has dementia. Show it to me. That he was on TV today. Another press conference. And, and he, ha- he does not have dementia, you, you stupids. If you are, a, I mean, if you think he does, show me. Everybody has a camera. Show me. Show me where he has dementia. Because I tell you, my father had dementia. You'd be able to, you'd be able to tell. There's no way he could sit there or stand there and hold a conversation. Sort of like a con man, right? Who would uh, sit there and call Nancy Pelosi uh, nervous Nancy while uh, all the headstones of actual patriots who stormed the beaches of Normandy stood behind him as a backdrop. It's disgusting. I'm just, I'm just so sick of it. I'm so fucking sick of it. Right, exactly, Errol on the chat. Remember when that fucking jerk-off Reagan had Alzheimer's? Exactly, he did. He had Alzheimer's. And I remember I read a whole article, this was years after, but how they all knew it. And he did have Alzheimer's. And so they were limiting his exposure to to the public. They and because I mean, this is who they are. That's they they put Sarah Palin out there for VP nominee, one heartbeat away, one seventy eight year old man's heartbeat away from the presidency. Somebody who had no business anywhere near the halls of power. She had no business being on the stage of the Masked Singer, much less the White House. And they put her up there because it's not and just like they put um, Herschel Walker up as a senator because they have absolutely no respect for anyone who ever gave their life for this thing because they, they're confused. They not only hate America, they're confused by America. And I, these ladies here. That was quick. Wow. <laughs> that was quick. Why shouldn't Joe Biden? I was so. Oh, wait, listen. Again, in Because too many people will not vote for him. No. Like, I you know, agree. bitch. Like, you know. Agree with the he's in class, but you don't know if he's really in class. How, how dare you? You see, propaganda works. He's in class, but you don't know if he's really. Well, where was Trump? Right? He's in class? No, he's up in his. Uh, in his bedroom ordering uh, whatever hamburgers covered in ketchup during executive time, which meant watching TV. That's what he did. Because that's all that matters is the perception. That's what the Republicans know. That's why they don't they don't have constituent services. They have comms. They even admit it. All they do, they put their money into into communications, not into actual doing their job, because they know how stupid people are and easy manipulated they are. He's you don't know if anybody's home. To put anybody up next to him, and they're going to get it. Bullshit. And that's not good. A lot of people think he's anybody. I I doubt it. Mentally. Unwell. A lot of people think he's mentally unwell. Where are you getting your information? Of course, whatever her name is, Elise Jordan is sitting there 
what? Wow, that was fair. Why don't you correct these people? But because, you know, that's not your job. Your job is to keep the bullshit going. And then when the fascism is ushered in, you act like, oh boy, who saw that? Who, whoopsie, couldn't, we wouldn't know. You know, if they really wanted to save this country, they, would de- they wouldn't dedicate any minute of airtime to this kind of sh- bullshit. They would, con- they would drum it home nonstop. The dangers of authoritarianism, the crimes of these, these scumbags. But they act like, yet again, you know, everything that the Republicans do is like, it's just, uh, you know, both sides, both sides. You know, one side wants a goddamn handmaid's tale with a less vote-getting, tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man at the top. And the other side wants to have $35 insulin. Right? I, I don't know. Both sides, both sides, though. One side wants to deal somewhat, at least, with climate change. The other side wants to uh, pretend to give more money to the 1% and wait for Jesus to come back and fix it for them. Maybe they think it's his age, dementia, whatever. Again, Unreal. if we had a doctor that would tell us that, it would be a different story. But if I- we had a doctor to tell us that. No, because Joe Biden has, doesn't have to stand there and go, woman, man, person, camera, TV. He's up there having an actual conversation. So where are you getting your information, lady? I think he's getting a bad rap because of his age, but I don't think... That he should run again. No, How I don't dare think he you. could beat anybody. Bullshit! It's such bullshit. Just like it's all perception. Just like they, the oh, the woman from Oklahoma. Crime is up in Oklahoma more than New York and California. <laughs> I haven't heard anything so uh, outrageous in all my years. Every anybody else feel like crime is up? They're going to kill us. These corporate media mouthpieces will kill us. It's true. They will put the last nail in the coffin because the, and I'm looking at the time. I'm running out of time. Oh, brother. Myths and realities, understanding recent trends in crime from the Brennan Center for Justice. The recent rise in crime is extraordinary complex. Policy, policymakers and, and the public should not jump to conclusions or expect easy answers. The fact is, the yes, crime is up, but it's not up as it as it's been. It's not the highest crime's been ever. Let's look. And in fact, crime is up more drastically in the red states than it is anywhere else but of course we'll hear how uh, liberals and where is this hold on hold on see this chart murders per capita this is from 1990 to today you know it's up but it's not anywhere near where it was see it's, is it up? 
violent crimes. It's it's still going down, but it's up. And that's why Republicans can fearmonger on it. And then we hear the corporate media mouthpieces regurgitating it and repeating it on a loop. And every time that, you know, there's been crime. I can't, yeah, I, I live in New York. There's crime. There's been crime in New York. There's crime everywhere. It's, uh, I, the, but the right wing is now latched onto it like a rabid dog on a chicken wing trying to make people very afraid. And yeah, you should be, everybody should be aware and alert. And we, yeah, as the, the studies and the data shows, we need to uh, discuss this. But it's not easy as, uh, as simple. It's not a simple answer. The, but they keep saying things like, well, this is what you say when, you know, cops don't want to do their job because they're afraid um because, uh, you know, they can't stamp on somebody's neck anymore. And then uh, they, they, that makes them not want to do anything, which is bullshit. There's zero evidence of that. And the, and if anyone, if there are police who don't want to do their job and they want to leave their, um, their jobs because they're expected not to stomp on people's necks, then good riddance. Goodbye. But Republicans, everything that they don't like, um, they they point to as reasons, as it, and it's disingenuous. Uh, this is the reason. Oh, it's because of cash bail, eliminating cash bail. That's why. All of it is bullshit. There's absolutely no evidence of that. So, yes, in New York State, for example, police leaders argued that the state's bail reform law, which aimed to reduce unnecessary pretrial incarceration and ensure that more people could await trial in their communities, like, you know, Steve Bannon. Because we had a lot of poor people, like that kid who stole a backpack and didn't have the money for bail. So he spent years in Rikers Island for until he was, he, he didn't steal the backpack. That's the other thing. He was innocent. By the time he came out, he ended up killing himself. This is, you know, we're trying to address that problem. So, um, which aimed to reduce unnecessary pretrial incarceration and ensure that more people could await trial in their communities caused an increase in shootings in New York by forcing judges to release people who posed a danger to the community. This claim did not hold up to scrutiny, however. Of course it doesn't. This is, but this is what Republicans do. They have no interest in actually fixing our problems. All they want to do is fearmonger and ensure that they're in power. Because trust me, if they ever get power again, they'll, all these things will be happening, except they won't talk about it. And, the, and, and mysteriously and miraculously, neither will the corporate media. This claim did not hold up to scrutiny. However, today, the best available information released by the state and local agencies suggests that bail reform did not drive up the increases in crime. 
you know, after they studied the issue. Ultimately, the state's bail laws were further revised, but you'll still hear the Republicans say this and repeat it on loop, and then you'll hear um, dumb people or some pe- or people that some will call dumb, that, uh, and they will repeat it. And then they'll get on a focus group. And they'll say, what do you think about the bail reform? Well, it led to um, a, a crime going through the roof. God help us. Will we ever, ever, ever have, uh, you know, people who actually want to fix the problem or at least try, try, try to make a more perfect union? God Well, thank you all for hanging out tonight. It wasn't that bad. Hopefully YouTube won't ban the channel. Robin and I plan on doing a show together. So that'll be nice. You know, a regular show. And we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Wow. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about. And uh, we'll do a show. The, the, the channel is supposed to be out of jail on Monday. So we'll see what happens. We won't have a show Monday, but I mean Monday night. And thank you all. Thank you, Joe and Ed. And thanks, everybody, for hanging out at Rockfin. And uh, I love you all. I love you all. And there's the producer. Yes. Hello. Hello. The producer was sleeping. All right, my friends. You guys are great. And yeah, if you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And we'll keep on doing it. We will keep on making the a show, and hopefully YouTube won't shut us down. All right, we'll have some more fun, I think. If all goes well, Ron Placone will be on the show next week, next Friday night. And look at the producer. He's so cute. All right, guys, I'm going to hang out, hang up, I mean, to go get the show ready for Progressive Voices. If you can, thank you. Uh, give the show a good review on iTunes. Thank you for those who've already done that. And tell Progressive Voices you like the show. I don't know, whatever. I'm giving you a lot of things to do. You don't have to. Just take care of yourself. And yeah. My name is Tara Devil. Thanks for hanging out, my friends. I really appreciate it. You're the best, best, best. And we will get together soon, hopefully. We'll, we'll, we'll get together during the week. And I will see you. Yes, tell Poppy I said hello, says Errol. I will. She'll be on the show soon. And you can tell her yourself. But yes, I will tell her. I'm going to text. I'll text her right now after I get off. Say, Errol says hello. All right, my friends. I'll see Poppy Champlin, for those who are wondering. The amazing comedian. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. And I will see you very soon.